0: We're all equally deserving of the opportunity to work for and create our passion, our purpose, our happiness, our meaning. There is nothing that makes one person any more deserving or any more important on this planet than another.
1: I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art, or music, or screenwriting, or dance, or baking, and how do you leave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business, it's about contribution, it's about meaning, that is what we seek, that is what we truly want, and you absolutely are here to serve the world, and I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Experian Boost for supporting this podcast. Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com slash DreamJob. Thanks to Robinhood for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Robinhood is giving my listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. You can sign up now at dreamjob.robinhood.com. That's dreamjob.robinhood.com. Also, thanks to Lola, founded for women by women, bringing you 100% feminine care organic products for 40% off all subscriptions. Visit mylola.com and enter code DREAMJOB to get started. Thanks to Gusto for supporting Dokeeper Dejo. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll benefits to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Mag. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash DREAMJOB. Hey, this is Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I'm so glad you're here for today's episode because it was epic. Um, We have Jillian Michaels on the show today, and you are going to love everything that she says. I'm going to get back to that in one second. But first, I just want to say I am so glad that you guys resonated with the episode we did last Thursday on imposter syndrome because no one ever feels ready. No one will ever be certain that they will crush it. No one can guarantee the results. We all do it scared, like my friend Ruth Sukup says. Imposter syndrome, it's universal. It affects everyone, and all of us have these insecurities, doubts, and fears. Every person has stuff. Even Joanna Gaines and Oprah and Beyonce struggle with this. The whole reason we have imposter syndrome, just to remind you is because we know ourselves intimately. We know how we sabotage ourselves. We know how we wrestle with things, but we don't know other people as well. So we buy into the illusion that other people are more successful than us and only got to where they are because we're inherently flawed and they're not. And that's not correct. The very fabric of the human condition involves this internal battle. We must realize that we are not alone in our self-doubt. We are all experiencing pain, and yet we feel that there's something wrong with us for feeling that way. One of the most beautiful lessons I ever learned was years ago, my teacher said to me, my mindfulness teacher, she said, when you have tea in the morning, invite all the parts of you to join you. The parts of you that are brave, the parts of you that are scared, the parts of you that are terrified, all of it. Because we have to let go of the shame that we carry and know that we're all so much more alike in this being human thing than we think. So, I just want to remind you, you've been preparing for this moment your entire life, and you don't have to be perfect. You forget that the greatest human need is connection. So when you embrace your vulnerability and you remember that what people want is intimacy, they want to connect, you're going to thrive. If you haven't heard that episode on how to overcome imposter syndrome, maybe go back and check it out. For those of you who DM me, I'm so glad it resonated with you. I hope you guys had a great weekend. We were up in Lake Arrowhead celebrating a friend's wedding, as well as Father's Day. And I was reflecting that day. I remember the first Father's Day I ever had with my husband when we were dating. It was also my birthday because my birthday is June 19th. And sometimes it falls on Father's Day. I remember we drove to the beach and we sat on the sand. And this is 12 years ago. And I remember that, you know, for both of us, Father's Day was never such a cheery, festive day because my husband's father passed away when he was a kid. And my parents split up 25 years ago. And even though my parents had such a stressful marriage and such a painful divorce, I can't begin to imagine the trauma of losing your dad at such a young age like my husband did. And I remember 12 years ago sitting there on the shore, looking out at the ocean and feeling like maybe together we could write a new story. And make new meanings of days like Father's Day. And now, 12 years later, it's just amazing what's become of the heartbreak and how it gave way to such joy and purpose. We're both so committed to our growth, to healing, to creating something beautiful. And there's so much that goes into this, you know, prayer, individual therapy, couples work, reading books, sound baths, breath work. I mean, so much. And it continues because we aspire to become our greatest selves and to make the most of this precious life. And we're both doing our best to sort of overcome, you know, the past and to create a different reality for our kids. And then there were mountains to cross with fertility. We went through 12 rounds of fertility treatment and we did that together. And I just know that my husband's father would be so proud and just beaming if he saw him today as a dad. And I'm sure he looks down from heaven and he, and he sees, you know, what my husband has made of his life, regardless of the cards that he was dealt. And um, it's really touching to me because the way he is with my kids is something I didn't have growing up, but there's this pure kindness and gentleness. And I think we've created hopefully something different. I hope that our kids have a different experience of their childhood than the two of us had. And I hope that we can take the good that our parents gave us and improve on whatever was hard and challenging. Also, I just wanted to say, my husband has been a lawyer for 20 plus years. And I think I'm finally having an effect on him. He's always wanted to be a comedy writer. And he just started to put some jokes up on Twitter. So if you want to give him some love and encouragement, I will put the link to his Twitter account In the show notes every day, he's like posting a joke. And um, you can see if you think it's funny, you can give him some support. I'm sure he would appreciate it. Okay, now for today's show. This is a big one. We have the incredible Jillian Michaels here. A lot of you probably recognize her as the trainer from the TV show, The Biggest Loser but she is so much more than that. She's the world's leading fitness expert and wellness entrepreneur. She's the creator of the award-winning My Fitness by Jillian Michaels. It's an app. She's written eight New York Times bestselling books. On top of that, she has a podcast called The Jillian Michaels Show, which has been ranked number one in the US Top Health Podcast. She's built a community of over 100 million followers around the world, and she's helped so many people get out of their own way. And change their lives. She's a force to be reckoned with, but even with all of the success, She's one of the most down-to-earth, humble souls I've ever had the pleasure of talking to. Her passion and energy is so real and so contagious. I have no doubt you're going to love what she has to say. Before we dive in, let's just say a quick thanks to our sponsor. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. You can view easy to understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Don't Keep Your Day Job a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. You can sign up at dreamjob.robinhood.com. Now, without further ado, please welcome the powerful one and only Jillian Michaels. Jillian Michaels, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. I know that you're famous for helping so many people to get to the place where they feel comfortable in their skin and they feel alive like they never have before. But I want to dial back to how you got here because your story is epic. Can you take us back to Jillian as a kid and how she got to be where she is now? Just kind of take us through that arc.
0: Let's see. All right. So Jillian as a kid was, uh, was a chubby kid. Home life was typically dysfunctional. And I was getting picked on in school. I was gay. Didn't know I was gay. But like all the other kids sensed that I was gay. Mm. And I was just getting brutalized. And my parents were going through an ugly divorce. And my mom, I think, trying to figure out like what to do with me, you know, got me into martial arts as an outlet. And that really is what turned my entire life around. Because over time, and I do mean a period of years it changed me. It changed not just my body, but I also began to appreciate that when you feel strong physically, you feel strong in every facet of your life. And I also learned that fitness is really that how-to of believing in yourself, right? Because you can't believe in an experience or um, an accomplishment you, you haven't had yet. So it gives you these moments of achievement That then kind of break you out of this notion of what you think you can and can't do and open up this infinity of possibility of like, it's like, oh, if I can do that, you know, what else can I do that I didn't think I could in all aspects of life. Yeah, So So that was really, yeah, the turning point. And then from there, I fell into becoming a personal trainer by accident at 17 when I was training for my black belt. I did it for years, took it all for granted got a desk job that i hated when i was 24 cuz i thought i needed to be responsible.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That went on for about 3 years, never made less money, never been more unhappy. Wow. Yeah. Um very long story short, got back into fitness at 27, working at a sports medicine facility helping to rehab patients. Opened a sports medicine facility of my own at 29, ended up on biggest loser at 30. Um and wow. the rest is kind of history from there.
1: Wow. Oh my gosh it's kind of incredible how you turned all of that around and you've helped so many human beings like watching you speak to other people's souls and get them out of their crap it's i mean it's brought tears to millions of because you you can like you have a way of zeroing in and seeing who somebody's really truly like what their true self is and being like you're not going to sit this out like, let's go. And people don't see themselves. How have you been able to do that? I think
0: that it's a big difference between empathy and sympathy. Sympathy is a very dangerous thing. Because sympathy is like, oh, you know, you're validating someone's deepest, darkest fears about being weak or incapable. It's like, oh, you poor thing, right? And it's just do the bare minimum or just take the stairs like for fitness, right? Something absurd, but like that kind of mentality transcends for people. So empathy is like, yeah, you know what? I get it. It sucks. I've been there. I've done that, but you can do it. You need to do it and you're going to do it. So it's that quote of like, and I can't remember it exactly, but it's like when you treat people like who they can be and who they should be, they'll become that. Mm-hmm. But when you treat them like, oh, you poor, pathetic little thing, just do what you can, then you're validating those fears. And so for me, having been in that place, I I don't have sympathy. I have empathy. Wow. But I'm like, look, I'm not special. So there's nothing about me that's like unusually smart, unusually beautiful, unusually talented, unusually it, it, like none of that. So if I'm able to turn my life around, anybody can. And I see it, I know it's possible, and then I push them to do it and give them the tools so that when people do kind of have that moment of bravado where they're willing to go out onto that skinny branch in life and take the risk, they're better set up for success. And they also have the tools, should they fail, to yeah. see it as like this badge of honor and courage as opposed to validation of incompetence and use it as an entry point for learning.
1: Wow. Wow. God, there's so many things I want to unpack in there because it would be so easy. And I, and I think this is one of the excuses that I hear so often is people will say that you're special because you have proven to us that you've been able to extract this out of so many people. We've seen it. But so often people will say, well, I don't have what she has. How do you know that's true? Tell us how you know that that's true. Well, for me personally, like I'm not a religious person. I respect all religions, but I have
0: kind of organically found I hate the word spiritual, but a spiritual path in that I look at each and every one of us and my understanding thus far of the universe and what a miracle it is for it to exist and life to exist in it. I tend to look at each and every one of us as not an accident. And in doing so, I believe that each and every one of us has a reason for being here and has something to contribute, right? So we're all equally deserving of the opportunity to work for and create our passion, our purpose, our happiness, our meaning. There is nothing that makes one person any more deserving or any more important on this planet than another. And while you might perceive, like, oh, that person's taller, that person's smarter, that person has this, that person has that, these are differences that exist only in the eyes of the human ego. And I guarantee you that while that person might be taller, you might be better at something that they're not. And these are the checks and balances of life. Like I know inherently every person has a purpose on this planet. And I also know with myself, yes, some people are given an easier path, 100%. Now you can be bitter and pissed about it, or you can dig in, you can grind a little bit harder and you can get there regardless. And that's, that is the key. It's like, you can't sit there and say like, Oh, they had their parents' money or yeah. Well, she was born beautiful. Well, you know what? Yeah. Life is inherently unfair, but it's our job to dig in and fight for it. And when you earn it, it'll be that much sweeter and you'll have that much more depth and meaning that you can then turn around and share with other people.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. When you've worked with people, because you've worked with so, so, so many human beings what is the biggest consistency in what gets in people's way?
0: It depends right on the individual and how serious the problem is. So if we're talking about weight or getting healthy, it depends, like, is this a person that is like, ah, you know, I got 15 pounds to lose. I really want to fit in my skinny jeans. Or is this somebody that is literally sabotaging themselves with overeating, right? But if we take it a step further and we look at, Are they sabotaging their career? Are they sabotaging their relationships? Are they sabotaging their health? Because we all do that in one facet or another. Sure. We kind of transcended that bigger picture and take that uh, 360 view, so to speak. Then generally people sabotage themselves not because they're weak, not because they're lazy, but because at one point or another, that destructive behavior, again, whether it's with love or with health or with work, meant their psychological survival yeah and i know that sounds crazy but i could give you very specific examples for example i worked with a contestant once some on biggest loser or kid he was 18 he lost a bunch of weight he went home for the holidays right he didn't get eliminated they, they all go home for the holidays they were all coming back yeah and he came back and he gained like 10 pounds on this on this trip home
1: mm-hmm.
0: and of course you know there were all kinds of excuses about airport food and all this ridiculous nonsense And it turns out like this kid goes home. His whole family is there waiting for him. The door flies open. He sees his mom and she is sobbing. And it's not tears of joy because his mom is also overweight and she's Mm -hmm. been overweight her entire life. And upon Mm -hmm. seeing her son and, by the way, her husband, because the son and husband were there together, come home 80 to 100 pounds lighter, she immediately felt abandoned. Like they were going to leave her behind. They were going to outgrow her. They weren't going to love her anymore. She became depressed and she withdrew. So what did this kid do? He slammed on the brakes with his weight loss and started eating. What does it afford him? An emotional connection with his mother. So that's why this stuff is so complicated. And it's not because he's weak, stupid, smart, or incapable. It's because it's providing him with something that he is terrified to let go of. And that's where people get stuck in life. And there are many different ways to help them break out of it, but it's, it's complicated and it it doesn't happen overnight. And this is why people put the weight back on or why they start smoking again, or whether they continue dating the guy that's just not that into them. It's complicated.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. That is so true. My therapist said to me once that like, we live the lives we really want. And she said, it's because deep down, if ultimately what you want is not to be in pain then you got it. no matter what, even if you say you want to be married, or even if you say you want a child, or even if you say you want more money, if for some reason money you think is the root of all evil, money you think is going to be what leads you to a divorce or whatever it is, you're going to sabotage yourself. And That's right. you've you've seen this, you've lived this, you've helped so many people through this. And I hear this all the time from people like, they just talk and talk and talk about what they really want and yet they just spin in circles they have all these limiting beliefs and what i see the number one belief that i see that gets in the way has to do with like i'm not enough and this is separate from sabotaging yourself specifically but i do feel like people feel this like who am i to do that or i could never commit and follow through like deeply like this sense of self is really missing I don't know yeah. if you've found that to be true, I but do,
0: I've recently had a change of heart on this. Oh, good. I, I, hear it. I do think that, you know, we have a fear of failure and our, our fear of failure is like, Oh God, what if I try and I really can't do it? And then my deepest, darkest fears are, are validated. And it's like, I am not good enough. Holy crap. I really put it all out there and I didn't get the job. I didn't yeah. win the award. I didn't get the guy. I didn't get the girl. And now I know for a fact, I'm not good enough. So people, they become paralyzed with that fear of failure. And that fear of failure generally relates to some sort of abandonment, right? It's like, people are going to see me, they're going to see I'm not good enough. They're not going to love me. I'm going to lose. Then there's no hope for the future because, you know, now it's not a matter of like, ah, it's my choice. I could do this at any time. Now it's a foregone conclusion that I am incompetent and incapable, and therefore they don't try because they're terrified of that outcome. And what you have to do, and this, it takes so much time, but you have to help people understand, first of all, the bottom line scenario. So I kind of lay out this, this little exercise for people, right? So pick something you're afraid of and let's play it out all three ways. Number one, what if it works? right oh my god you've got the corner office at you know at your dream job you married the guy of your dreams you ran the new york marathon and raised money for cancer because you lost your great aunt to it whatever like it all works out that's your why and that's where people say like oh how do i stay motivated well if you have a why to live for you can tolerate the how that Nietzsche quote that's the why right so that's the passion yeah. okay now number 2 it doesn't work. This is the fear of failure. What, play it all out. What's the worst thing that happens? Oh my God, I go bankrupt. Okay, well, you know what? Every rich person I've ever met who's told me their story yeah. has gone bankrupt and you know rebuilt their empire. Like all oh, the girls said no, so what? It was preparing you for the right person that's waiting just around the corner in life for you to learn the lessons you need to be mature enough for that relationship. Like you run through every scenario and unless that person dies, of the things you're going to go through are designed to make you better, smarter, stronger, more intelligent, and prep you for the right job, person, place, or thing that's waiting around that corner in life for you to be ready. Mm -hmm. And I could give you a million examples of that in my own life and with other people I've worked with, but it's about redefining their fear of failure and teaching them that, yeah, you're going to fail many times failure is a sign of courage and it's an entry point for learning and no one starts out winning you will lose a million times over but you know what you shoot enough arrows at that bullseye one of them's gonna hit then the third scenario and this is the most important is what if you do nothing and i would say 99 out of 100 people will look at you and they'll go well nothing will happen and that's not true (sighs) with neglect comes decay when you do nothing you inevitably create the worst case scenario. So for example, I come to you and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just went to the doctor and my cholesterol is like, not awesome. Like, but I don't want to deal with it. Right. It freaks me out. So I kind of forget it. I sweep it under the rug. I do nothing. What's going to happen in 10 to 20 years. I'm going to end up hopefully 20 years, end up on the table with a quadruple bypass or God forbid, die of a heart attack. You can't do nothing. You don't ask out the guy. You will never date the guy. Worst case scenario, no guy. You don't go for the job. You'll never have the job. So when you do nothing, you will bring about the thing you fear the most without question, without fail, every time. So when you kind of play out this exercise, it does leave you in a place of your back being against the wall with nowhere to go but to take that leap of faith. And yes, there's a lot of psychology that goes along with this and prepping people to make the jump. But the reality is you play out these scenarios and you will find you have no choice.
1: Yeah, God, that's so true. Okay, I love everything you're saying. And before we keep going, let's just take a quick ad break. If you have a business, you probably know that small business owners wear a lot of hats. Some of those hats are totally awesome, like being able to create and having that direct connection with your community, but other hats like filing taxes and running payroll are not as much fun. Now you can tame the chaos of payroll, benefits, and HR with Gusto. Gusto is easy online payroll, benefits, and HR built for modern small businesses. It gives you all the tools you need in one place and automatically files and pays all state, local, and federal payroll taxes. Plus, they have plans for health benefits, 401ks, and more for almost any budget. As someone who runs a business, I think this is super cool because you can sign, store, and organize employee documents all online. And with Gusto, it only takes 11 minutes on average to run your payroll. They partner with small businesses across all 50 states, and it's no surprise they've been named Best Online Payroll by PCMag. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash dreamjob. Try a demo and test it out at gusto.com slash dreamjob. Can you tell us about one of the stories that comes to mind that you felt like really touched you because you saw a person who was so in their own way and they came to the other side and what was it that got them there? Was it, what finally did it?
0: I worked with a woman on The Biggest Loser, I would want to say almost a decade ago, and this woman had lost her entire family in a car accident. Oh
1: my her God.
0: newborn... Her (gasps) toddler and her husband. She just had the baby and she was driving to the hospital or to her doctor's office because she was like having bleeding or something wasn't quite right. The husband took the kids and she was going to meet them later. She's driving home, sees an accident on the road and it's her entire family's been killed.
1: I'm totally in tears right now. I can't believe this happened to a person. It's so awful.
0: The most awful. And she's, she stands up, right? Because on that stupid scale that that show had. And everybody's like, oh, I want to change my life. I wanna this. I wanna that. I wanted this. I'm going to change the world. Right. She's like, all you guys talk about wanting, you know, to live and to do this and do that. I wake up every morning and all I want to do is die. Oh my God. I remember thinking like, oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not equipped for this. This is way out of my league. And we ended up sitting down and I was like, look, I am out of my league here. All I know how to do right now is to be your friend and support you and take you through the steps of this, but you're going to have to want to do it. And there's a great book called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, yep. who's one of the fathers of, yep. of modern psychotherapy, right? And he he survived the Holocaust. He lost everything. And he talks about how he survived it. And it was like by bringing a meaning to that tragedy So we kind of, you know, we would just, as friends, we would just talk, you know, for hours and hours and hours. And to make a very long story short, this woman ended up becoming a grief counselor, adopting three kids, writing a book about her loss and how to move through it. Lost weight, worked at her school. Like, they ended up taking that tragedy and transmuting it into the most brilliant, like light, love, depth, helping so, so many. And that to me is by far one of the most inspiring stories because I myself don't know if I could do that. Like if I lost both my kids, like you lose one kid, you got to figure it out. You got another kid. If I lost both my kids, I think I'd just be like, yeah, you know what, I'm done here. So the fact that she found a way to do it is beyond me. That was one of the most miraculous stories in my opinion.
1: Oh my God. Well, I have tears streaming down my face. I mean, it's just... (laughs) it's so incredible to hear like what she wound up doing and what you said make meaning from it. Right? Like you have, I, to. You have, you have to,
0: or you won't survive.
1: And I I've always felt, I've heard it said, um, years ago, and my rabbi said to me that the opposite of depression is not happiness. It's purpose.
0: Purpose. There's no such thing as happiness. That is one of the greatest lies of our time. That's not the human condition there's only so much we can control horrific, unthinkable things happens to really good people. And the only thing that will allow us to get through that is purpose, meaning that's the only thing. So yes, we can have these fleeting moments of happiness where like there's a calm in the storm. Like, wow, there's the sun right. on the horizon. Like unbelievable. Everybody's healthy. My, I, I making money right now? Amazing. Right. But it's very rare that you will get that kind of smooth sailing in life. Something is always going to be going on. And so understanding that, all right, you know what? Like shit is going to happen. To a certain extent, you've got to let go and learn yeah. what you can from it. But bringing that meaning and the purpose is what's going to allow you to survive it and do what, we, what I believe we're meant to be doing, which, oh is, which is growing from it.
1: Uh, What you said is so true. And like a week ago, my therapist actually said that to me. She's like, you know, in Buddhism, like one of their basic tenets is suffering is human. Like that's part of humanity. Like it is. your mind is going to worry. Like it was, your brain was built to protect you from danger. So all it does is seek out negativity. But what you said, I wanted to just roll back because that story you just told about that incredibly courageous woman who lost her family, that, The beginning of that story, what was so big for me is that you said, I don't know how to do this. I'm just gonna be your friend. Like, I'm just gonna sit with you and be here with you in this. Like that was your instinct, which already to me is huge. Because I can totally understand that you would think to yourself, I don't know, I maybe I'm out of my league. Like, what am I supposed to do here? And you went for, I'm not gonna try to like cheer you up. I'm just gonna sit with you in this. Yeah. And That's what everybody needs. They need you to make the space.
0: I am the opposite of that though. So for me, I find value right in myself, which is my own neuroses, in being able to solve problems. So it was actually harder for me to not be able (laughs) to solve the Uh, problems. I was like, oh my God, like I can't fix this. Like there's nothing I can do here. And I love to be needed in that way because I'm like, oh, this is what gives me value. And But to, to not be able to do anything, that is not really my strong suit. Is I'm the one that people are like, dude, just let me be sad because yeah. I'll be the, like, let's troubleshoot this. So it's yeah. actually not my strength. But yep. in that particular situation, I didn't have a choice. There was no troubleshooting it. It was a catastrophe. Like, there was nothing I could do. I, I was given no choice. So I would love to tell you it was like strength and all these great But that's things, what but I
1: got. I got that. I could see for you that's like that's the ultimate challenge and you did it. The fact that you could like just show up in that moment at all, I don't think most people can.
0: I don't know. It was my job. So keep that in mind. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was my job. And that, that is one of the things that I also try to remind people of because when you're a public figure, you get a lot of praise you don't deserve. And you get a lot of criticism you don't deserve. And for me, I tell people, I'm like, look, I'm just a businesswoman who's really lucky to be able to do something that I enjoy. And, you know, if I'm lucky enough to play some small role in someone's journey and make a living that way, like I'm lucky. It's definitely not altruism.
1: You're extremely humble and I I hear you. And I want to talk about your success because it is epic on every level. And I know that anybody who's listening is, first of all, they're already just, <laughs> if they didn't already love you, they love you even more now, but they they would love to have one, one ounce of your success. And so many people, by the way, so many people are trying to do a fraction of what you've done. They're trying to connect other people in this way. They're trying to build a business that's really thriving. They're trying to be a role model. I mean, so many people are trying to win this race. What do you think is part of the magic? Like, why do you think it's been working for you so well where people respond and you've built such a huge community and you've built such an engaged, loyal fan base? Like, what would you guess is part of what makes that happen?
0: I, I think three things. One is that you you have to be authentically passionate. You have to really care. Like it can't be because you want to get famous, or you want to be an influencer. Like you have to genuinely care about what you're doing, and you have to be doing it for the right reasons. The second thing is educate yourself. Like you go on masterclass and like watch Shonda Rhimes talk about screenwriting. Get mm. ten books and read every single one. Write that script and. Have all your friends tear it to pieces. Do whatever you have to do to educate yourself. I educate myself all day long, yeah. whether it's training with other trainers. Yeah. I'm constantly, constantly learning. And I'm not afraid to say what I'm not good at. And like go get help so that what I do is still excellent. And I credit those people. Like I have no ego about it. Yep. Educate yourself. That's how you become great. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the third thing is, I think, to a certain extent, you can't just care about it, you also have to live it. You have to walk that walk. Like my biggest sort of success story is is me. So, for example, like I went through that whole keto thing and, oh, you don't know anything. I'm like, you know what? Fair, you're right. It's only been twenty five years I've been doing this, and I've only <laughs> had the opportunity to write these books with, I don't know, the best endocrinologists in the world, the best registered dietitians, but you're right, I don't know anything. I'm 45. I'm in perfect health. I look the way I do. I eat carbs, like not to be a dick, but like, (laughs) is that not proof? Like, do do you not believe? Like, really? Like, here's me eating cereal in the morning, not keto, perfect condition. So, I think that there's no way you can't really argue with me. So when I stepped up to the plate with that, I was like, let's go. I'm willing to take anybody on in a debate. At the end of the day, no one, nobody stepped up to have that debate with me. So as much as people love to take shots at you because you're high profile, if what you're doing and what you're saying is authentic, honest and real, ultimately you will be bulletproof because there's nowhere in it's like, okay, let's go, let's debate it. And I think that those three things are really the key. And then of course you've got to have the patience. You've got to be persistent. um, And then you've got the passion, which we talked about, but that's the reality is it might not happen overnight if you stick with it and you do all the things I'm telling you and you become an expert and you educate yourself and you are a living example of what you're preaching and you care about what you're doing, you will get there. You will.
1: Totally. And I feel like people are going to kill me if we spend this entire interview and I don't ask you anything that people should walk away with and think about in terms of getting thinner because everybody who's listening is really listening because they want to achieve success and they want to have more fulfillment and purpose. But, come on, everybody also wants to be thinner and you're here. So what's just one thing for those people who for some reason have been living under a rock and haven't read your book or all the things that you put out there, what is like one thing that people can think about if they want to lose some weight? Dude, this is so simple. I
0: promise you, I am not lying. It makes me no money. Weight loss is calories in, calories out. Period, end of story. Now, if you want to talk about health, Right? Preventing cancer, anti-aging, heart disease, all of that. Then, yeah, we we definitely need to have a conversation about the quality of your food. But yep. ultimately, it is the law of thermodynamics. So calories are units of energy. Calories exist in our food, right? So yep. when we consume more energy than our body is burning in a day, that energy gets stored as fat. The only way to burn off that fat and keep it off is by eating less and moving more. So we're no longer storing fat. And by creating an energy call through fitness, we're burning through stored fat, period. If you can add and you can subtract, you can lose weight.
1: So it's so simple. And yet so many people are like, yeah, I just can't lose the the last like 15 pounds of baby weight. Or yeah, I just I wish I was a size six, but I'm not. I'm a 10 or whatever it is. Why? Why is it such an epidemic? Why is this so hard to figure
0: out when it's really that simple? So much conflicting information out there, right? So that's part of the problem. So for example, keto is a friggin' gazillion dollar industry, right? And, And they're just one. But with all the conflicting information out there, people do get confused and they get lost and they end up trying a bunch of stuff and it doesn't work. Now, when it comes to calories in, calories out, if you look at the simple math of that, people will say like, oh my God, you know, I cut my calories down to, to 1,400 and I had air souffle for breakfast and I had a stem of broccoli and a speck of dust for lunch and boiled chicken breast oh for dinner and, and I'm not losing any weight. Well, to lose one pound, you have to burn 3,500 calories. So they didn't even lose one pound that week. And they're like, holy crap, I'm starving. Right. I haven't lost any weight. weight. It doesn't work. Diets don't work. Oh my God. And they freak out. Now, <sighs> You First of all, you can't only do this like over the course of a month because of those kinds of averages. With that said, how are we going to get their calorie burn up so they're actually losing weight? So the great thing is what they're not looking at is, wow, I didn't gain weight this week. yay, because they were actively putting on weight. So they've totally not seen that massive accomplishment is that they've stopped the scale from going mm, in the wrong direction. Yep. And it's not only not neutral, it is gradually trending down. But how do we get that thing to move You got to work out. And that's why fitness is 80% of weight loss. Weight maintenance is mostly what you eat. That is the key. But that's where they get lost is they're not understanding how much they're eating, how much they're burning in a day. Once you have that math and you understand it and you're given the tools to burn more and eat less without being miserable, that's when it starts to work.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And you're so right. (laughs) It's like just just not gaining more weight or like keeping the people don't realize the accomplishments and then they give up and they go back and they're so self-destructive. I've been there. I totally understand it. Okay. I have a couple more questions, but first I want to say a quick, thanks to our sponsors. Lola gives women peace of mind about what they're putting in their bodies because Lola products are 100% organic cotton. The FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their tampons, so most of them don't, and we end up not knowing what we're using for our bodies. But Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, their pads, liners, and wipes. Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Your subscription is fully customizable. You can choose your combination of products, what absorbance you need, how many boxes you want, and frequency of delivery. Plus, their subscription is super flexible, so you can and skip. You can change or cancel at any time. I love how convenient it is. I don't have to make an extra trip to the store and I have peace of mind that what I need will be delivered right to my door. It comes in this cute box with the perfect variety of tampons and pads, whatever you want. And since their products are hundred percent organic, it's reassuring to know that I'm treating my body well. For 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter code DreamJob When you subscribe, that's mylola.com enter dream job. With a better credit score, it's easier to get the stuff you want or the less you have to pay. That all sounds great, but raising your credit score can seem like a major challenge. Well, now it won't be thanks to Experian. They've launched Experian Boost. It's a brand new way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. Experian is on a mission to help boost America's credit score, which will help millions of people establish and get better access to credit. And that's an essential key to getting things you want in life. So how does it work? Experian Boost gives you credit for the utility and telecom bills you're already paying. So if you pay your bills like water, gas, electric cell phone through a checking or savings account, you could instantly raise your credit scores. Raising your credit score used to take months, but with Boost, you can increase your credit scores instantly and only Experian is doing this. I love this idea because it's important to have a good credit score if you want to get a better rate in a credit card or your insurance. And I think it's really cool that Boost will give you that control over which payments are factored into your credit file so it can only help you and not hurt. Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com. Slash dream job. That's E X P E R I A N dot com slash dream job. There's so much more going on in your life. You have a podcast, you've written a book, you've started an app. There's so much going on. What is the thing that you're most excited about right now that you're working on?
0: Honestly, probably the app because the app is ever evolving. Like I can constantly build, add, create on there. So it basically allows me to be your personal trainer. There's over a thousand exercises. There's Dozens of pre-programmed workouts, so it could be like, oh, I just had a baby, or oh, I want a yoga program, I want a kickboxing program, I want to lose five pounds, I need to lose a hundred pounds, I want to just work on my lower body. There's pre-programmed workouts, but there's also something that we built in there called the workout generator, Mm -hmm. so you can show up and say, I have twenty minutes today, I want a total body workout, I I need an easy workout, I'm a beginner, and I only have dumbbells, and of the thousand exercises we recorded the algorithm populates to go, okay, these are Jillian's total body moves with dumbbells that she marked as beginner. And it will create a workout that I create for you. And then you can even preview it and go, oh yeah, no, 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 no. I can't do those lunges. I have a knee problem. Swap. It's really amazing technology. So it allows me to literally customize your fitness so great. and your, your meals. Cause there's again, hundreds of recipes. So if you're vegan, pescatarian, vegetarian, Gluten free, paleo. I need quicker meals. All of it is already done for you, and you can even tell me like I have an allergy to peanuts, and it's like any recipe with peanuts is removed from your meal plan. Like it's so cool, awesome technology, and it like it gives people everything they need to succeed. They just need to show up.
1: Everyone listening, go find her app. It's called My Fitness by Jillian Michaels, and I'm sure you can find it on your smartphone. So you're so good at helping people cross the finish line, and actually follow through. You even wrote a book about this, Unlimited, A Three-Step Plan for Achieving Your Dreams. Let's break this down for a second. In this book, you talk about step one, imagine, step two, believe, and step three, achieve. Can you just tell us what you wanted people to walk away with when reading that book? Of course. I mean, the first
0: part of imagine is identifying your passion, right? Because that goes back to that quote of, if you don't have the why, you can't tolerate the how. And how is the work and the sacrifice associated with the goal? It's got to be worth it. So you need to identify that passion in detail and form an emotional connection to it in order to grind because it is a grind. That's the motivation component that we're all missing, right? The second piece is believing, like you and I talked about, believing in your ability to achieve that. And it's kind of looking at why we get in our own way, how we get in our own way, and then the how to of getting out of our way and gradually over time building our belief and our worth and our capability. And again, it's about creating small successes. How do we do that? Well, then we move on to taking action because action is obviously the most critical component. However, Mm -hmm. if you take misinformed action, it's basically Mm -hmm. like taking a wrecking ball to your life. You know, you start a business, you don't do the proper homework, you're going out of business. So setting people up for success is teaching them how to take very intelligent, strategic, informed actions so that we mitigate their risk and we set them up for success. And yes, you will have failures, but it's learning how to kind of Deal with those failures, learn from those failures, make them not catastrophic, live to fight another day. But if you've got those three pieces, again, with patience and fortitude, you will be successful.
1: Yep, And you've been so successful over and over again. So many different businesses, so many different pursuits. And finally, I feel like people, they get all excited. Like right now, I'm just thinking this because this happens all the time. And listening to you, you're like rocket fuel. And what happens is they're all pumped up. And then three days in, they give up or something doesn't work immediately and they give up. So how do you help people stay in it as opposed to seeing the outcome as black and white? Like, how do you help us keep going when there's not immediate results?
0: I mean, to a certain extent, right? Like, yes, you have the why, which helps you stay motivated. It's like, okay, you know what? I've got to do this because I need to be a role model for my kids. Or, okay, you know, I'm getting married and I want to fit into that wedding dress. Or whatever it is, right? It doesn't matter what your reason right. is as long as you're passionate about it. Or, okay, you know what? I was just diagnosed with high cholesterol. I better get my shit together. Like, it. whatever your why is, you've got to remind yourself of that constantly. And then, honestly, the counter part to that is really feel the pain of the way you've been living. And one of the things that people always hated me for on biggest loser is I would absolutely crush those contestants I was ruthless and mm. I needed three things to happen for them before they left if they had any hope any whatsoever of maintaining their changes and as much as people like to go oh they gained it back well you know what 95% of the people that lose a large amount of weight gain it back we had 60% oh gain God. the weight back with a wow. 40% success rate which is actually really high yeah And they're not gaining it back because diet and exercise doesn't work. They're gaining it back because of the emotional reasons we talked about in the beginning that didn't get worked through. Right. So for them to have any hope of being one of the 40% that succeeded, number one, they need to have a rock bottom moment where they feel the pain of the way they've been living instead of just going through life comfortably numb. It's like, oh my God, my kids fall asleep at night wondering if I'm going to die the next day of a heart attack. Like you got to feel that pain. You got to feel the passion of the, and the purpose of the why that allows you to do the work and then you've got to have an accomplishment. So no matter how small it is, we've got to give people like some small taste of success because success begets success and it helps you keep that ball in motion. So even if it's something smaller, like, all right, you didn't run, you know, you didn't run the full mile today, but did you walk it? That's an accomplishment. So dial it back and build a little more gradually but you've got to stick with it and give yourself these tangible goals that you can check off as a success.
1: Wow, you're amazing. Is there anything you want us to know about? Do you want to let us know where we can find you? What do you want to promote right now? What are you most excited about? You told us about the app. I would just
0: say the app, but like anything that we talked about is on my web, like my website, it's just Jillianmichaels.com. The app is on there. It's also of course Google and Google Play and iTunes, awesome. but there's a ton of free blogs like free fitness nutrition advice is on my podcast that's also on my website like transformations if you want to see the kind of stuff we're talking about that's all there so you Amazing. know but, but if you were looking like i would say try try the app it's like you can try it for free if you don't like it cancel it you know I- it give it a shot if you're struggling like the information is there if you use it consistently it will work for you i promise
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for being not just here and just giving us all of your time, but you have such a unique soul. Like, I feel like you're very, very generous and very real. Thank you for everything.
0: Oh, thank you. And right back at you. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, that was an unbelievable conversation. So here are the takeaways. Number one, when you treat people like who they can be, they become that. Number two, we're all equally deserving of pursuing our passion, our purpose, and meaning. You are not here on accident. Number three, failure is a sign of courage. You'll lose a million times, but if you shoot enough arrows, eventually one will hit the bullseye. Number four, doing nothing will guarantee the worst case scenario. You can't do nothing. Number five, make meaning from the painful moments. It's the only way to survive it. Number six, Be authentically passionate, educate yourself, live it. When the thing you do and say is honest and real, you become bulletproof. Number seven, identify your why, believe in your ability to do it and take action. Number eight, sometimes the pain of your rock bottom moment is the greatest fuel for change. And number nine, give yourself tangible small goals that you can reach, then celebrate your success no matter how small. You guys, I love you so much and I hope that this conversation really resonates with you. It really did for me. I thought it was huge that we talked about how happiness is not a thing. It's like we're not striving to be happy all the time. That's not part of the human condition, but this idea that it's about meaning. And that is something that we can find in every day. Please come say hi to me on Instagram. You can DM me and you can also join our Don't Keep Your Day Job community on Facebook because it's one of the most supportive places on the Internet. And I would love to see anything you want to share there, whether it's a win or a challenge. You can always share that with me on Instagram or on our Facebook group. Also, my birthday is in two days, June 19th. I'm turning 40. If you want to give me the greatest gift possible, go ahead and buy my book. I think that you will absolutely love it. It is coming out in a few months. You can pre-order the book at dayjo.com/slash book. And those of you who do this before the 19th and send me a screenshot, you can send a screenshot to my DMs or you can send a screenshot to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. And you will be welcome to join me in a two hour um, Zoom session where we will just get to chat and we can just talk and you can ask me any questions you have and I can be there to support you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple or wherever you listen, because that way you'll be notified of the really cool episodes we have coming up. Also, if this episode meant something to you, share it with a friend because it might help them more than you can imagine. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.
2: If dreams are made of paper, let's make paper mache. We'll build a world together with our hands. And if hope is made of helium, we'll be like balloons float away wouldn't that be grand nothing lasts forever so we're all a little scared but we're not giving up that easy no we wouldn't dare hey hey mr sun don't you set tonight